0: So, Dave, I think you should describe to folks the rig you're using to record this call right now.
1: Okay, so I'm in a, uh undisclosed uh, courtyard by Marriott <laughs> um, on my cell phone running Skype on speakerphone over LP.
0: <laughs> and we were just commenting, it sounds basically like you're at home right now.
1: Yes. Yes, you just don't hear my dog barking.
0: That's right. And it did not sound like you were and we did not have that experience when you were on Wi-Fi.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Yep.
0: Because naturally if you're what 5 miles and undisclosed 5 miles from uh the major internet hub on the East Coast, uh of course your Wi-Fi is going to be crappy,
1: right? Right. <laughs> of course. In a hotel room. Who who would have thought? <laughs> That's right. Awful.
0: Um Well, what's going on? What's new over there?
1: Ah, I got my motorcycle out, rode it for the first time uh, this year. So it was wonderful, beautiful weather on Friday. And then on Sunday, um, I'm sure you get the Google alerts of like, hey, a disaster is coming through your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Or or do you get that on the iPhone?
0: Yeah, 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 sure.
1: Yeah, so I got one of those. Hey, uh, tornado warning! Uh, seek shelter now. And if if longtime listeners that have uh, uh, listened to the podcast uh, heard me about the podcast, where episode where I was in the uh, hurricane or in the uh, tornado, mm-hmm. um, I sheltered this time. And um, but fortunately, it it was pretty rough, but uh, um, it, it happened last night. But uh, we're okay. But uh, there was like a, a Burger King that just got walloped. And, uh, it was like cars flipped over and stuff like that. So, uh, amazing.
0: Wow. That's, that's uh, that is spooky when you get a, when you get an announcement like that or an alert like that. Um, yeah, yeah that's, uh, well, I'm glad to hear that everybody's okay.
1: Yeah. So what, what's new with you?
0: Uh, let's see. I think since we last spoke, I, I started experimenting with, uh, journaling. Uh, you know, everybody tells you, you should be, uh, journaling and, uh, maybe like writing a diary or like writing a little bit every day. And, uh, so naturally I turned that into a tool problem. Um, yeah. And, so uh, did,
1: did you go, was it nap search at first or did you go to the Moleskine store and, uh, um, look for a fountain pen and, and all that or
0: you, you know exactly how my brain is wired. Yeah, that's right. So there was a, there was a, well, I could do it in a moleskin, and uh, I could get a space pen and then I'm going to use uh, these five apps and then I'm going to make sure they all sync to all the stuff. And then there's, I'm going to use notational velocity and then I'm going to, and I went up the it hill and down Yeah, 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 yeah. I went, I went up the hill and down the hill. Um, yeah. But I found one that I think I like for now. Um And I'm going to go ahead and throw out the endorsement because if, Even if I don't last with it, someone will, because it's well enough designed. This is a day one is the name of the app and uh, it is built for the purpose of journaling. It feels very much like a blogging platform. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's an OS 10 client and a web, uh, I think there's a web client. There's Android, iOS, all the rest of it. So cross platform So checkbox there. Um, Mm -hmm. good syncing. Good. Okay. Checkbox there. Um, Multimedia. So, you know, you can put your pictures in it and you can write in it. It accepts Markdown. Um, and one thing that I'm surprisingly useful is you can connect it to other sources of activity. So, for example, your location history, uh, your to do list, your calendar. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, basically pull from that, what they call your activity feed, and yeah. turn those into entries in your journal. Um, oh, like
1: what about like a Fitbit? reading and like Google health or Apple health it, and all that. It,
0: it will in fact pull your steps. Uh, if, if you've got, you know, if you're tracking your steps on your phone, it'll pull your steps. It will pull your location. It'll pull what music you were listening to uh, temperature at the time you put the entry in stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so like all kind of interesting, interesting stuff. And I, I started using it for, you know, kind of personal writing. Um, what I found though, is I'm also using it for work for keeping meeting notes. Because I can just yeah. go to the calendar entry, hit, you know, hit go, and it will, uh, give me a chance to like make my meeting notes in a like very easily searchable format that will sync across all my, you know, so where otherwise I would be using, uh, say a Google notes, um, or Google keep rather. Um, yes. um, I now find myself taking meeting notes in, in day one and it's because it's, uh, I think better structured, like you can actually do it in a, um, uh, do it in uh kind of a time series, right, and you can uh, you know tag it up and tag by location and stuff like that so um yeah for some reason it's it's it 's clicking with me at least for the time being we 'll see if it we 'll see if it lasts the week but uh but it's uh, it's got good odds i think so far
1: it does it prevent you from sharing with other people if you wanted to or or like 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 i 'm like, hmm. okay well, why not use evernote or why not just do like a wordpress blog that you don 't tell anybody about?
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I've actually, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, so first of all, Evernote, uh, I don't need my whole life in a, uh, in a personal SQL database. Like that's too much. Um, yeah. that to just too much. And, uh, second, uh, the, and then there's a question of why not just use a personal WordPress blog. Excellent question. Um, I have actually tried that in the past and that's no good. Um, because first of all, now you're on the hook for maintaining a WordPress installation, which is a part-time job. Uh, Mm -hmm. second is the syncing isn't what you want it to be because it's, you know, you can't, uh, write it over here and then pick it up over there without having to deliberately save. Um, and if there's a save button, that's a good indication that I'm going to lose data. So, um, so not an ideal solution, uh, for that reason, but, um, yeah, so this, this, seems to be working and it's pretty lightweight and you know you can uh you can be reading something and then share the link into the into the tool so uh then create an entry about it so it's a good kind of i wouldn't call it journaling so much as maybe life logging it's kind of useful Mm -hmm. for that kind of thing so i don't know we'll see how much time i can devote to it um i may fall back and I may stop life logging so much and i may i'll just go back to journaling more um and uh, who knows i may end up landing on google keep keep after all but um yeah it's it's been it's been uh, fun and interesting to play with
1: hmm. to me google keep is too lean it's it's too simple it's like post it notes
0: yeah in fact literally like post it notes like the mm-hmm. the skeuomorphism is of post it notes right um yeah yeah uh, and it's not, i know it's searchable i don't 100% trust it um and it's difficult to near as i can tell it's difficult to get images and text into this, into an entry as well. Um, so I don't know, all of these things are reasons why day one felt a little more natural to me. So, uh, you can try it for free for like three days. Um, and so uh, mm-hmm. if you were in the market for a personal blog, life logging something, uh, day one, day one might be your answer. Um, and to answer your question, it's, uh, it's in fact not built for sharing. Um, it's only for you and the best I think you can do is export it. Into like a PDF or something like that, um, okay, I'm sure you could export it into JSON or something like that um, if I looked hard enough, but uh, yeah, it's not meant for publishing really it's just just meant for just meant
1: for you, yeah, yeah, like I can imagine it it could go from being something private to all of a sudden something that you like how everybody's sharing a picture of the sandwich they had for lunch and stuff like that <laughs> right. yeah it's yeah. not it defeats a purpose
0: yes, that's right this is this is a tool for maintaining your inside voice. Right. Yes. yes. Um all right. Well, what do you say? Should we get the should we get this thing started?
1: Yeah, let's do this.
0: Okay, let's get into it. Uh so what are the topics for today?
1: Okay. So we have uh, earthworm jerky and ketchup slice sandwiches. Um mm-hmm. we have uh, hacking uh, we're gonna be hacking tamper proof cryptocurrency wallets. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: After and after then, after the snack, yeah. we're then gonna go into hacking the yes. cryptocurrency wallets. Yeah.
1: Yes, and then after that, uh, it'll be uh, Damon Gunner's recommended hats for fooling face recognition systems into thinking that you're Moby. <laughs> we're gonna review all of them. <laughs>
0: the the authoritative survey uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. of Moby hats. Exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. So if folks want uh, links uh, to some of the things we're talking about today, want links to the Day One app that I just talked about, they can go to or see a photo of the, uh, the storm-damaged uh, Burger King uh, over in Dave's Neck in the Woods. Uh, they can go to uh, dgshow.org. Uh, D isn't Dave, G isn't Gunner, show.org. Yep,
1: yep. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, and then... what's on the, the cutting room floor?
1: Yeah, Cutting Room Floor. It's the uh, Damon Gunner gift edition. Uh, so it's like gifts, uh, more gifts that I found. Uh, so you can get your Christmas shopping done early this year. Uh, so there's uh, a tear gun. So did you get a chance to look at that?
0: I did. I saw this. Uh, so this is, it's fantastic. It's a gun that collects your tears, freezes them, and turns them into bullets who you can fire on the source of your misery. Um, yeah. I have too many use cases for this product.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, from a gift standpoint, like all your product managers, like should, you know, what, what's your quote about the, the tiers of product managers watering something?
0: I was, oh, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. That sounds funny. That sounds like something the I would tree say.
1: Of, the tree of something is watered by the tears of uh, product managers. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Something like the the tree of open source products is, is watered by the tiers of product managers. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Yes.
1: Yep. And so, yeah, we got that. Um, they could check that out. They could uh, get a tinfoil hat for their cat. Um, and then there's also, if you wanted to do some remodeling, we can get some uh, bathroom towels that look like a Soviet apartment blocks. Nice. And then um, a noise-canceling noodle fork.
0: Uh, you're going to have to explain that last one to me. I, And we can start with, I don't know what a noodle fork
1: is. Yeah. So, well, yeah, well, it's a fork that you use to eat noodles. So um, if you see the video, uh, I, uh, the the problem that I guess in uh, Asian countries is that uh, I guess people tend to slurp their noodles and, and Westerners don't like that. And so here's an opportunity instead of using chopsticks, um, they could, you know, people can enjoy their noodles and slurp it as much as they want. But this fork has like a like a like a motorized drill sort of thing that will hmm. spin, and then you eat it, and then while you're eating it, it will play um, it'll play music at the same time to cancel <laughs> out the sound of you slurping.
0: I suppose I should have known that from context clues, but uh, I'm okay. glad. I'm glad.
1: Noise canceling noodle fork. That's right. Just write what
0: it says on the tin. There's no mystery about it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh well, what do you say let's get started with uh, some snacks.
1: Yeah. So we're always eating insects or talking about eating insects I we guess. Are. Um yeah, so right. we talked about jellyfish a little while ago which aren't insects but we talked about eating dried jellyfish. Mm. Um do you ever have earthworm jerky?
0: I can't say that I have no. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh spoiler alert um it tastes terrible. <laughs>
0: Oh, Really no not a uh, earthworms don't aren't delicious, they don't taste like chicken, yeah
1: well no I well yeah or you could think it's like one of those hipster austin artisan uh, uh free range earthworm sort of <laughs> thing that uh, you know it's all fancy and everything um, yeah. earthy tasting right um but yeah the the guy the co-owner of uh the Rhode Island's newport jerky company uh he sells a worm and and he's actually not a fan of the taste he said. It's a worm that lives in the dirt and eats dirt for a living and tastes <laughs> like strawberries and whipped cream. And he said that, uh, people want to knock them off their bucket list or buy them as gifts for people they don't like so much.
0: That's why well, he found the niche. He's, he's got it. He's, yep. he, he, this is a man who knows what market he's selling it to.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I guess they're seasoned with, uh, sugar, lime, paprika, garlic powder, uh onion powder and chili and uh it's sticky and chewy like candy, a little sweet and overwhelmingly dust (laughs) flavored. Yuck. Yeah.
0: Even after all that it still it still tastes like dander. That's that's gross. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) And then um then there's a I guess it's like a Kickstarter now where it's like you do you do you like putting ketchup on sandwiches?
0: Uh, I I do. I've been known to enjoy a, a ketchup on a say a, a hamburger, for example. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, ketchup is delicious. Mayonnaise is also delicious, but ketchup, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, if if you just don't like the form factor of ketchup, uh, you can now get it as a uh, like a single. Um, so, like you know, I have the the cheese singles. You can get like a ketchup single,
0: like a uh, j- just like a flat square of mm-hmm. ketchup. Yep. yep. Huh. Oh, I see. Yep. So this is this is like a it's a it's a more tidy way of getting that delicious, sweet vinegary experience.
1: Yes. Yes. It's it's a delicious burst of flavor and a perfect no mess bite every time.
0: Oh, right. Because evenly spread right through the through the sandwich.
1: Yes. Assuming your bread is square.
0: Right. Uh. Well, I'm intrigued. I would try this. I would try this. Yeah, I'm up for it.
1: Well. Yeah. Well you could sign up on the Kickstarter and, and get some slices and uh journal about it, I guess. <laughs> so. I
0: might I'll m i might hold out for mayonnaise to see what they see yeah, if they can pull off mayonnaise.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or earthworm. <laughs> yeah, I'll That's hold out for that. Yeah. Um meanwhile, um, you know, I was looking in the local news and um there is uh in my not in my neighborhood, but uh elsewhere in Akron, um there were uh, three men that entered a store. They were armed with handguns and they demanded money. And then they fled with the cash. Uh, the, they fled with a cash drawer and one of the employees' cell phones. Mm-hmm. And then one of the victims was able to trace the cell phone uh, to the area of uh, 1133 Johnlin Avenue. And the uh, SWAT team was able to apprehend the uh, assailants.
0: Genius. That's great. Yes. That's right. This is the this is the side of uh, you know the uh, internet oversharing that we don't talk about as much as when it actually is turned against the criminals rather than <laughs> rather than being a, a source of criminality. I like the uh, <laughs> give me all your cash and that surveillance device. Yeah, and that
1: tracking device, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah. And that's something to think about too. It's like if somebody's robbing you, it's like, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, take my cell phone, please.
0: Please do me a favor. Uh, I, so I had a uh, I had a positive experience actually with the location sharing recently. At, uh, it was during South by Southwest, and a, a neighbor wanted to meet up at one of the venues, and we were going to walk there at roughly the same time. And uh, he said, "Okay, I'm leaving the house now," and then he shared his location on Google Maps with me, and. I was intrigued. I said, Oh, right. I I haven't seen anybody do this in a while. And I'm, I know him and we like each other, but I'm surprised that he would now suddenly be turning on location sharing. Uh, And then I went in to go reciprocate and realized that you can now, I guess I looked it up as of about a year ago, this was possible. You can share your location with someone else temporarily.
1: Yeah. Which seems super useful. Uh, So you text a link to somebody or like, do they have to be a live in the Google ecosystem or how does that work? So from
0: my experience was, is that I got a notice out of Google maps saying that someone was now, you know, thus and such was now sharing their location with you. And I okay. hit the, I hit the, th- the thing. I might've had to accept it. I don't quite remember. Um, and then suddenly they show up as a dot on your Google map. Um, okay. and then you can go hit the dot and say, navigate and it will actually direct you to that person. Um, pretty cool. Super handy. Yeah. A, I mean, remember yeah. they—they've been experimenting with this for a while, and you could always broadcast your location on a kind of semi-permanent basis. Like you'd have to deliberately go in and turn it off. Um, yeah. But I, I like the idea that there's a little timeout on it, so you don't have to think about remembering to go turn it off. Makes me more likely to turn it on, right?
1: Right, and and for a lot of times it's like a concert or something like that. And I could have actually used that for when uh, I misplaced my wife at a concert. Um, yes. Yes. When, you know, the, it's like we had lawn seats and it, you know, I, I went to the bathroom and then it was like, I came back and it was like dark and it was like, you, I'm tripping over blankets and people and stuff like that. So (laughs) that would have been very handy.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. I can also imagine this being, uh, useful for parents. Uh, you can send your children out into the night and, uh, well, I don't know. You've had a, uh, I have yet to have a child with a cell phone, but now you have had a child with a smartphone. Yeah. Did you, did you make her share her location with you?
1: No, no. It's, um, you know, it's like, but it would be like, we would use Google Hangouts and she could like, we would be like, Hey, we're picking you up. And then she would just send a pinpoint on a map mm-hmm. in the Google Hangouts. And that, mm-hmm. that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a better solution. So it's like, you know, she could be somewhere in the building or whatever. And I, and you know, and I could share mine and, you know, just to set expectations. And also, you know, it's like, if she wants to walk, you know, to the other end of the building and come back or whatever, it's like, I'm not wondering, you know, Mm so mm -hmm. it'd be a cool thing to try. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Um, maybe, maybe by
0: the time Soren is, uh, Soren's old enough for me to be worrying about this. I can actually set a little geo fence around him. And then when, if he goes outside the boundary, it will get a little alarm on my Google maps. There's a free idea. Google product, Google maps, product management. That's that one's for free. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him chipped. Yeah. Get him, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go, I'll go ahead and plug that black mirror episode, which was great. Do you know yeah. the one, do you know the one I'm talking about?
1: No. Which one's that?
0: So, uh, uh, at a young age, uh, this woman gets her daughter chipped, uh
1: oh right yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah which allows her to uh first of like all to monitor see yeah see through her eyes and monitor her. but then it gets weird because uh she upgrades to the option of allowing uh she is uh the the system will filter out violent or unpleasant images for the child.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And uh no spoilers but uh that turns out that has a profound effect on the future development of the child.
1: Yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, anyway, great episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of children.
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked to David A. Wheeler in a while.
0: <laughs> Not that David A. is a child. <laughs> no. No, but, he, but uh, th- this piece of news that we're about to talk about involves a child. And David right, A. Wheeler yeah. may be interested in that news. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, we're always... He's always an interesting person to talk to about uh, trusting trust and and uh, uh, reproducible builds and things like that. You know, we could talk for hours with him on that. Um, but there was a, uh, you know what a, a cryptocurrency like hardware wallet is? Uh,
0: okay, so now that you're making me answer the question, I, I have to realize the answer is no. I think I've been walking around thinking that I knew what it was. But now that I'm forced to answer your question, no, I I guess I don't actually know what it is
1: okay so um imagine it's like a usb dongle um thumb drive looking thing Mm -hmm. that uh, can store your uh private keys for your cryptocurrencies and so then that way if somebody takes your computer or your hard disk crashes or things like things like that um you have it in your hardware wallet and you also don't have like if somebody hacks your computer and then they're able to slurp you know, your private keys off your, off your disc. Um, it's, you know, it's physically air gap separated and everything. And, and it's, uh, you would think it would be uh, pretty secure and, and, you know, it's not stored on Dropbox or Google drive or anything like that either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas, um, and so, you know, there was a, uh, uh, this, uh, particular, uh, cryptocurrency wallet. Um, it, it actually, you know, is was billed as being tamper proof. And, uh, it actually got backdoored by a uh, 15-year-old boy, <laughs> so it's not quite tamper-proof. Um, and, I was going to say but, it's
0: basically, it was basically guaranteed that it was going to get tampered with by calling it tamper-proof, right? You were, exactly. Yeah it's, yeah.
1: yeah. it's like bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but the interesting thing here is that um, that the this device is actually made up of like two microcontrollers, uh, for lack of a better term, where like one microcontroller actually did all the work. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this governor microcontroller that would verify the integrity of the, of the, like the flash ROM of the, like the BIOS of the, the original um, microcode that's programmed on the first chip. But the problem is, is that the second chip didn't, it had no ability to measure um the like the checksum of the microcode and all it did was ask the the first chip what it's like checksum was and then it sent it back
0: so the Uh. kid figured
1: out if he sends back the valid microcode thing it would pass a check and then he figured out a way to um put in whatever microcode he wanted got it
0: got it okay so the fox was guarding the hen house so to speak
1: yeah, it's like oh, I pinky promised this is the right thing, and it's like okay, yeah, go ahead through. So that's a that's a thing like with TPM and all that stuff. It's it's a hard problem to solve.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, and and if you do solve it, uh, the system is a lot less practical than you think it's going to be, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, man, that's rough. That's bad news.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and I it's been a while since I read this article, but. It's like this fifteen year old kid was like uh like no like he says he's a fifteen year old kid. Um and but the author of the article was like, I hope he's a fifteen year old kid, because that would just be the coolest thing in the world. Um <laughs> but you know, it's like it's like somebody on the internet claims they're fifteen and they did this. So it's like wow. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Not not entirely unlike the attack, right? It's like, how old are you? Yeah. I'm definitely fifteen. I'm I promise 15. I'm fifteen.
1: Yeah. Yes, I am fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Yes yeah that's great that's great well yeah. good
0: for the well good for that kid uh bummer for that company i'm sure man that's bad news yes yeah all right well uh what else we got
1: yeah well last thing i had here um is there is a um so you know how you have uh like every uh like we talked in a, a couple episodes ago about Governments using uh, camera surveillance to do facial recognition of people and where they're at uh, for mm-hmm. tracking purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one way to defeat that is that there is a hat um, that you can wear that will uh, fool facial recognition systems into thinking that you're Moby. <laughs>
0: the singer Moby.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so
1: like a like a bald cap. Um, it's it's like a baseball cap with LEDs in the bottom of the brim. And then what it would do is it would the LEDs would project um light onto your face that would like as long as you look a little bit like Moby, they're, they're <laughs> with, with uh, a seventy percent uh, probability that um that uh that you that it thinks it's that you're Moby.
0: And these are and these are infrared LEDs, right, on the inside it, of the baseball cap. Right. Huh. So apparently so, you know, for uh to the unaided eye, you're just you're just a dude in a baseball cap, but uh to the computer you are uh global rock star Moby.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: That's good. I, I wonder if you could I wonder if the technology could advance to the point where you could actually choose different celebrities to appear to be.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, I'm sure it does, but you gotta, I guess, at least right now, you kinda gotta look a little bit like that person. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: So a little tiny uh, look like so you need to look like a tiny tea enthusiast to uh yeah to, for this thing to work. I see. Okay, okay. So what you're saying is it's uh, me having a cap that makes me look like Jimi Hendrix is a uh, is far away.
1: Well, yeah, the, the, there are people working on that right now. <laughs> That's great. That's great.
0: I don't know. Do you think uh, there's been enough people willing to screw around with facial recognition um, that, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of heartened by it, first of all, because uh, Mm -hmm. the idea of living in a world where we're, uh, where we just have, have to surrender to facial recognition is not, that's a bleak, you know, that's a bleak vision of the world. Um, Yeah. And so I like the idea that people are coming up with like different ways of distracting, diffusing Um, you know, it's this, uh, kind of this ever and never ending escalation, right? So, you know, suddenly the whole crowd looks like Moby to the computers. Well, now the, uh, now the people doing the surveillance are now going to be investigating gate and matching gate to faces and making sure that the gates match the faces. And if the gates don't match the faces, then flagging that person, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So then you got to learn how to walk like Moby, I guess. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But, yeah. but you're right. I mean, it's going to be probably multiple points uh, for identification. So it'll be your gate, it'll be your, um, you know, whether you look like Moby or not, mm-hmm. or on on a scale of one to Moby, what do you look like? <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, it, it should be multiple factors. Yes,
0: yes. Minority report is already here. It's just not evenly distributed.
1: The... Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. Um well for the next episode, Dave, uh yeah. I think we get a special treat in, in store for everyone, right?
1: What's that? We're gonna we're gonna get some uh earth uh earthworm uh jerky.
0: Yes, and we're gonna feed it to Moby live on the show. Right. <laughs> no, no. Yes, yeah, we'll get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> No, is that we got we got a uh we got a robust response from uh our conversations about uh, uh diversity, inclusion, hiring practices, interviewing. Um and so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have two guests coming up on the show to talk about the subject. I'm excited about that.
1: Yes, I'm very excited about that. Um and, and I'm glad people are listening and like shouting at their radio. Um <laughs> it, you know, whether it's in an agreement or disagreement, we're we're glad that we're uh, uh generate triggering a, a passionate response. So yeah. it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to learning something. I'm looking forward to learning something. So, uh, so keep your, keep your ears and your podcast catcher open for, uh, uh, for that,
1: uh, coming up soon.
0: But, uh,
1: yeah, all right. So where, where should they look for that, uh, episode?
0: Uh, great question. Uh, once, once captured and uploaded, uh, they should, uh, find this, this and that episode, uh, at, uh, DG org. That's uh Diaz and Dave. G as and gunner show.org. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Dave, enjoy your hotel Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you later, Gunner. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.